Welcome to the Praxis Podcast. Praxis is a conversation about the intersection of science-based wellness and Christian spiritual practice. We cover three topic areas, mindfulness, fitness, and diet. This podcast is a recording from our live Zoom sessions, where we have a discussion, sometimes a guest speaker, and then we sit in 20 minutes of contemplative silence. You're welcome to join along with this podcast or live with us on Zoom every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time. For more information, you can just Google us at Praxis Christian Wellness. This session was led by Rich Lewis. Rich is a centering prayer coach and author. He recently published the book Sitting with God, available on Amazon. You can learn more about Rich at silenceteaches.com. We'll explore his journey with centering prayer, the most common form of Christian mindfulness in this podcast. We'll also be doing a 20-minute silent sit, so half of this recording will be silence. Please join us. So thanks for having me. I'm, I'm Rich Lewis. Um, I'm actually just north of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So I'm, I'm in this suburbs north of Philadelphia by about 15, 20 miles is, is where I am. And, and I'll say what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful to be here. I love to meet with different people, talk to them about silent prayer, centering prayer, and then just get their reaction and, and see what they think of silent prayer. So I'm, I'm just grateful to get to meet with you folks today. So my story, I, I've, I'd always been attracted to silence. I just didn't know what to do in the silence. And then I, um, I guess I had read books by Cora McCullman and he had talked a lot about silence and how transforming it can be. So I began just practicing, and this is probably back in 2010, 2011, I would just, he never really talked about what to do in the silence, but he talked about how transforming it was. So I would just sit in silence and set my timer for one minute or two minutes uh, and see what happened. And it was brutal <laughs> at the time, and I would force myself to do it. But then I came across a book. Um, I came across a book by Amos Smith in late 2013 called Healing the Divide, Recovering Christianity's Mystic Roots. And in this book, it talked about two things that really attracted my attention. Um, one, it talked about centering prayer, which was a, a silent prayer practice. And I thought, ha ha, there's, there's, this is how I can sit in the silence. Well, I began working with him on his website, which is called Recovering Christianity's Mystic Roots. So I began learning, reading more about Centering Prayer through him, reading books by Thomas Keating, Cynthia Bourgeau, Basil Pennington, David Frenette, and then decided to jump, I'll call it jump in the Centering Prayer swimming pool and practice twice a day for 20 minutes. So I began doing that. I don't know what was magical about the date, but June 1st, 2014, I began practicing Centering Prayer faithfully. And then I began writing this book on set every Saturday morning, um, so that's how it all started. I was simply perusing Amazon, looking for a book to read, found this book, sampled it, and then bought the Kindle version, began reading it, discovered Centering Prayer, met Amos Smith, began practicing Centering Prayer, and then was <laughs> challenged by him to write a book. And he helped me through the process of, of writing a book. You know, my children were, you know, were wondering, they, they would see dad at, at night go down into the basement. What is dad doing? So I would invite, at that time, my son was eight years old. So I would invite him down to the basement and I showed him what centering prayer was. And we would do a one minute centering prayer sit together. 
and we would use bookends for the practice. So we would light a candle and then read from the Contemplative Outreach app, uh, a one line verse, I open my heart to your love. And then we would set the bell for one minute and do a one minute sit. And then after the sit, blow the candle out. Then at the time, my daughter, she was about 12 years old at the time, she wanted to know what was going on in the basement, but she didn't want to have to come down with Josh. She wanted to come down by herself. So I would have to bring her down. And then I taught her center in prayer. And we would do, we started with one or two minutes and we worked our way up to five or six minutes. And she did it differently. Like he, he did it with his eyes open. She was afraid she'd fall asleep. So I told her just to stare at us. I do it with my eyes closed, but she did it staring at a spot straight ahead because she didn't want to fall asleep. So she would practice centering prayer with me and we still do it from time to time. And she, um, and I would, she wouldn't realize that I would push the time up. So she might think we were going four minutes and we were going six minutes. And then I would say, that's do six minutes, but really it was eight minutes. So she didn't realize she was going longer than, than she thought, but that's okay. Um, so I was just surprised that I could have a 13 year old sit for 10 minutes in silence without saying anything. But to this day, we both uh, still do centering prayer with my son from time to time. And I still do it with, with my daughter as well. But it also, but centering prayer really has changed me. And as a result of centering prayer, so, so as I mentioned, I was, I had a web, I was writing meditations off the website, off of Amos's site. So I created my own site called silenceteaches.com. It's now, I guess, four years old. You know, I started doing one-on-one -on -one coaching with people to help them with centering prayer. I started teaching it at churches in the local community. Uh, you know, as Basil Pennington wrote, you know, if we experience in our own selves the need, the value, and the joy of being in touch with the contemplative dimension of our lives, then is it not incumbent upon us to seek to make this possible for others? Freely have you received, freely must you give. So I just feel like I should share it with as many people as possible, not push it on them, but just share it and see if it's something that can help them as it has helped me. And if you think about centering prayer, you know, we enter prayer not to pray, but to have God pray in us. You know, we enter centering prayer because we love God. And the, uh, the Christian classic, The Cloud of Unknowing, teaches us, now lift your heart up to the Lord with a gentle stirring of love, desiring him for his own sake and not for his gifts. So, you know, we enter center in prayer because we love God and we enter center in prayer really with no expectations. So how do we do this? How do we remove the barriers that allow grace to flow during centering prayer? We use the sacred word and we use this whenever we engage our thoughts during our practice. And I want to say just a quick few things about the sacred word is it, it, it doesn't have to be a word. So like if you're a auditory person, you can use a word, one or two syllable word, love, Jesus, or whatever works for you to bring you back to the present moment where you're consenting to the presence and actions of God within. You can use an interior image. I started with a word and I now use an interior image of a Jesus icon that I came across in a Richard Rohr uh, meditation. He has a daily meditation and there was an icon that kind of jumped out at me. And I switched years ago to kind of an image of this icon in my head whenever I start engaging my thoughts. So I'm a visual person, so I use an interior image. If you're an auditory person, you can use a word. If you're a physical person, you can use your breath. 
if, if you're like my daughter and think you're going to fall asleep, keep your eyes open and stare at a spot straight ahead of you. So there's different sacred words, I'll call it, that you can use to bring yourself back to the present. Now, just use the same one during the sit um, so that you don't <laughs> confuse yourself. And then you can you know, also use the sacred word outside of centering prayer just to bring yourself back to the present with whatever your task is. So the sacred word, this letting go that we do during centering prayer isn't just confined to centering prayer. You can use your sacred word to let go and open to life and, and what you need to do that very moment. You, you can use your sacred word really at any time, not just during centering time, uh, your centering prayer time. And, and then some thought, things to talk about regarding thoughts. You know, you know, don't judge your thoughts during centering prayer. Just let them go. Um, you know, thoughts aren't who you. Centering prayer really gives you the an ability to cultivates the ability to take a step back and realize these thoughts aren't who you are. We often tell our things that are just not true. You know, that that I'm not confident. That I'm not a good person. That I can't do this. That I shouldn't try new things. That I'm too old to do this at this point in my life. And these are really all just thoughts and centering prayer, a contemplative prayer practice like this gives us the ability to take a step back, realize these are just thoughts. They're not really true and they're not who you are. And you can let go of them and open up to God and, and what God wants you to do. And you're, and you're not too old to do anything while you're still alive. You can do whatever God blesses you with and other things that happen during centering prayer is Thomas Keating, you know, calls it divine therapy. So during centering prayer, um, a lot of our repressed thoughts and emotions that we don't know, we didn't even know we had, can start coming out because centering prayer is a safe place for this to happen. So some people have experienced things where maybe they're shaking during centering prayer or they start crying and they don't know why. And it's just kind of, they call it the unloading process where repressed emotions and thoughts start coming out because it's a safe place for that to happen during centering prayer. And these really are just barriers between us and God. So centering prayer is, is as Thomas Keating refers to it, is, is, is divine therapy where God is healing us and unload all these repressed emotions and thoughts are unloading from us and coming out and all of these barriers to God are being released and, and we're just sitting as, as much as possible in the pure presence of God, you know, during centering prayer. And then when you think, you know, I, I think of centering prayer as a reverse prayer, God prays in me during centering prayer. And what does God pray in me? And, and again, this is, I, I think it's unique for each practitioner. So and I notice them during my non-centering times or other people seem to notice it during you know, my non-centering prayer times. So I've noticed in myself since I've been practicing centering prayer um, that I just have an excitement for life that I, I loved life before centering prayer, but now I just have a bigger excitement for life than, than I had before. I seem to have more confidence. I have wisdom for tasks because I'll do two sits a day and in the middle of the day, I'll stop what I'm doing while I'm working, do my sit, and then come back to my job, and I seem to have wisdom for tasks. Centering prayer gives me nudges to get out of my comfort zone 
you know, five or six years ago, I would have been scared to death to, to talk to a group of people on a Zoom call about centering prayer. Now I'm, I'm, I'll speak to 10, five people, I'll speak to 100 people. I'm not scared to do it. So centering prayer nudges me to get out of my comfort zone. You know, it's given me an inner peace and calm. Um, it's given me the ability to hone in on focus on daily tasks and let go of things that aren't helping me at the present moment so I can hone in and, and focus on what I need to. It, it really gives me whatever I need to get through that day. And, and Thomas Keating really has a really neat quote which talks about, you know, what is contemplative prayer and what happens. You know, contemplative prayer is the world in which God can do anything. And to move into that realm is the greatest adventure. It is to be open to the infinite and hence to infinite possibilities. And I, I can vouch for that. That's what I've experienced in my own life as a result of centering prayer is that I'm opening to the presence and actions of God within. So my journey on life since centering prayer has been a much better journey of consent to the God within. So those, that's some of the stuff I wanted to talk about was you know, how I found centering prayer, talk a little bit about the sacred word and what it means to consent to God within, and then to share that it's a unique journey for each person. And each person, we enter it because we love God and God seems to grace us and bless us with fruits that are unique for you and for what you need. And those are some of the things that I have definitely noticed about centering prayer and how it has greatly impacted me that's that's wonderful rich thank you and yeah it's it's great to hear again that god within is something that sometimes gets a little lost in the church conversation that you know you are the dwelling place the temple of the holy spirit resides within you can reside within you at, at baptism and um that you are you are a point of access to God as well, and taking care of your body is part of that. Um, you know, keeping the temple clean um, and in good good working order is also a, a obligation. But it's, the temple is there at your disposal at all times. God is with you at all times. If anyone had any questions just about uh, what you said, I don't have a a question, but I just wanted to say thank you for the talk that you gave and I appreciated the um, way that you framed that your sacred word can be whatever you gives you access. Maybe you're an auditory or auditory person or a visual and that's very helpful so that people can re relax into something that maybe is, you know, not there. I don't know, Agreed. way of learning. And I right. think that's a great tip too for um, doing open eye contemplation for people who you know might fall asleep. Um, one trick that I, I kind of took over from from the Buddhists um, is just to hold the hands in in a simple tight sort of arrangement here. This is. Um, you see the icons of Christ usually using this. Uh, he, he'll hold his hands up with his, his thumb on his, um, I don't know which finger this is, the second next to the pinky. Ring finger, yeah. It means it's like um, two natures, the Trinity with the two natures of God. Um, that's what that means. But it also just allows you, if you fall asleep and you just let go of your hands, you'll, you'll wake up just enough 
to know that you've fallen asleep. Any other questions or, but I agree. I think people, you don't have to, you don't have to use a sacred word, use whatever method works for you. And, and I quickly found the word, I, I moved to the interior image because that made more sense for me. I love the concept of, I think it was God praying in you. Is, was that the kind of the phrase, something of that nature where um, there's not just a void. I, I like the idea that there's, um, there is something happening as opposed to just a pure emptying. It's this, that, that idea of allowing God to pray in me. Um, I, I've, I've not heard that before. And I, I, I like, I like that concept and thinking about that. Yeah, I definitely think of it as a, I call it a reverse prayer. God is praying in me and I'm just resting in the rest of God and letting God pray in me. And, and as I said, I think it's the fruits of the practice or what the things that I've experienced. I think these are things God is praying in me. And I, I think God's praying in me what I even need to do just to get through the rest of the day when I get up from my sit. That is something that you mentioned to me. Like, I think one time I was, I was like, uh, you were like, centering prayer helps me make decisions. And, and I said, well, you know, when I'm sitting in prayer, it's just like so many things are going through my head. I don't know what, I can't write anything down. I can't, I don't know what decision to make. And, and you'd said, no, it's not what you think about that helps you make the decision. It's just when you're done, you've cleared your head and, and sat in the presence then after that, you can make decisions. Agree, agree. I mean, I think it becomes more clear after your sits. I mean, our sit is our time just to sit with God and, and continuously open to the presence and actions of God. Nothing's supposed to happen during this. Sit. Some people said nothing happened, that nothing is supposed to happen. You're supposed to sit with God and that that is it and just trust the process. And it's, I think of centering prayer as just a long-term marathon with God. If you're if you're faithful to your practice, your practice will be faithful to you. And it's, it's not the practice. It's really God is, you know, you're just trusting God. Um, and it's a continuous trust with God. And it's really just a long-term marathon with God and trusting the process. And over time, you're going to notice a difference in yourself. It's, it's just going to happen. And you notice it with, with like some of the, like Thomas Keating and others that have, well, he passed away, but people have practice for a long time if you sit and stand in their presence you, something just illuminates from them there's something about them in their presence you can feel it and i've talked to people that said they've sat with him and they they just start tearing and they don't know why because they're they almost they're not sitting in, in the presence of god but it's just overwhelming that just the peace and love and rate what these people radiate from their long-term practice so in a sense, it's that concept of be still and know that I'm God, and your spirit is communing with God's spirit. That's right. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Um, just This is a little bit of a tangent, but um, I've been studying a little bit of, studying is a bit strong word. I'm very interested in neuroscience and uh, ideas of neuroplasticity and how your brain changes. And I'm pretty convinced, I think the science supports it, that things like centering prayer and contemplation and meditation, when you're sitting in silence, your brain is, it changes your brain. It, it changes the biochemistry. It changes neural uh, connections. Things, things physically happen that we're not aware of, obviously, but there, there's actually stuff going on, which intuitively I kind of thought that, but I've, 
that the science is really bearing it out. And I, I find that just really interesting. No, I mean, I think that's definitely true. I mean, it, obviously it has health, tremendous health benefits, you know, reduce your stress, but I think it, 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 it reduces your stress and improves your memory. I, I think it, um, I think even from an aging standpoint and just your physical health, there's just improvement. So if we all practice center in prayer for the rest of our lives, we'll all live to 150 years of age now. <laughs> but no, I mean, like Thomas Keating went well into his 90s. Some of these people that practice meditation and center in prayer live long lives. Yeah, thanks for, for, for bringing that up too, Charlie, because I think that that's really just sort of science catching up the thing, like we said uh, last week from the psalm, which is abide in the Lord and rest untroubled. Um, this is what happens when you when you're in touch with the spirit then things that come at you don't affect you as much you know you have that grace and this is this is one way to 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 practice prayer that that leads leads you that down that path towards grace um and with that um rich would you like to lead us in sure it's going to read it. It's a short thing I wrote a couple years back, but I thought it would make sense. I'll just read this and then you can, whatever your bell or whatever you use to put us into the center and prayer sit. So I'll, I'll read this and, and then you can chime the bell or whatever you do. So I sit in silence. I sit in silence to start my day. I sit in silence to forget me and open to God. I sit in silence to be filled with God's love. I sit in silence to be healed by God. I sit in silence to receive divine wisdom. I sit in silence to learn how to love. I sit in silence to let God pray in me. I sit in silence to be loved by God. I sit in silence to be transformed by God. I sit in silence to let God refresh me. I sit in silence because it teaches me how to live. I sit in silence because I love God. I sit in silence.
O Lord, lover of mankind, forgive those who hate and wrong us. Do good to those who do good. Grant our brethren and relatives all petitions that are unto salvation and eternal life. Visit the infirmed and heal them. Guide those at sea. Travel with those who travel. Grant remission of sins to those who serve us and are merciful. According to thy abundant mercy, have mercy on those who ask us to pray, unworthy though we may be. Remember, O Lord, our fathers and mothers and brethren who have fallen asleep before us, and grant them rest where the light of thy countenance shines. Remember, O Lord, our captive brethren, and deliver them from every misfortune. Remember, O Lord, those who bear fruit and do good in thy holy church, and grant them all petition that are unto salvation and eternal life. Through the prayers of our holy fathers and mothers, our Lord Jesus Christ, our God, have mercy on us. Amen. Anyone want to share any of their anything that came up? Well, I'll tell you for myself, it must be Shambe for bringing the heat because I just, at one point, I just felt like this wave of gratitude that came over me and like moistened my eyes. I almost went into tears and um, I was just really, really bowled away by that. And so that doesn't really happen very often when I do these things by myself. It really, it really does happen more in, in, in group settings. So I want to thank everyone for coming. Bless you all. Um, may you be safe. May your journeys and travels go well, even if you're just journeying in place. Hope to see you uh, next week. Um, we will go over uh, probably less talking at the beginning. We'll just get right into the prayer, but we'll do a few little short videos on more of the science um, and the science of mindfulness and um, the difference between meditation and contemplation. So thank you all. And in the meantime, go to church. Thank you. Hey, thanks, Rich. Thank you. Thanks, Rich. Rich. Thanks, Cornelius. Thank you, Rich. Thank you so much. Thank you, everyone. That's all for this episode. Please like, follow, or subscribe based on whatever platform you found this podcast. And please come back. Until then, Marinoff.